0: Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Good morning, everyone. Well, kind of, what are we? Noon? Lunch almost, yeah. Brought the hanky back. So sorry about that. I had it in my back pocket, man, in the anointing. The I got back to my hotel and I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, you got to keep your word, be integrous. Yeah. Anyway, I brought that back, but it's got a bunch of holy oil on it. Praise God. Man, Acts 19.11 says, i, I touched on it briefly last night that handkerchiefs, God did extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. And how many of you know we all have the same Holy Spirit? I remember when I was first born again, um, like last, it was two months ago, just got born again <laughs> for, the, for the two people that didn't hear me. <laughs> They're like, what? Why would you bring this guy up in there? I'm teasing. But uh, when I got born again at 20, I would read those stories and be like, man, that would be amazing. But that's f- certainly for the super saints. Have you ever done that? You read the word and you think, but the more I'm in this thing, I'm like, man, uh, God's no respecter of persons and you have the same Holy Spirit I do and, and it's in there for us. Really Jesus, the highest model, anything he touched into, um, he says we'll do greater works I believe in quantity and quality because it's all him anyway. So, um, I mean, I, yeah, I heard of a story recently where someone was raised from the dead in Germany after four days. Lazarus was—I want to say three—I um, forget—but anyway, um, was it four? Lazarus as well? Yep. Sorry. Well, somebody matched the Lord on that one. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, but anyway, Jesus said out of His own mouth. We'll do greater works than he did. Uh, Monique, let me know if God's been sharing anything with you, if you want to share anything, whatever. She's (laughs) slammed slam full of oil, but in worship, I was just feeling drawn. If there's anything you want to share, come get me. But uh, anyway, but Acts 19, it says, God did extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. Handkerchiefs would physically touch him. All right, sweat hankies, you blow your nose in them, things like this. Just handkerchiefs, nothing profound about them. Didn't say the certain, you know, the certain specific one. It was the anointing, and literally would touch him. And then you could take the cloth, put them on sick bodies. People would be healed. Demons. We're talking the eternal realm. Demons possessing people would fly out from a handkerchief that a man of God touched. Isn't that crazy? That's in your and I word, the Bible. And uh, so anyway, that's what we're believing for here. I want to pray for, uh, is there any way we can get a hold of some anointing oil in this building? No way. Praise God. I'll just make sure I heard right. One of the strangest thing. I was in prayer this morning, and I saw uh, the old, um, well, I don't know if any of you ever heard of uh, R.W. Shambock. He was like an old revivalist. He was the worship leader, yeah, for A.A. Allen. Amazing. Thank you so much. What flavor we got here? <laughs> Frankincense and myrrh. Wow. Stuff smells heavenly. Just pretend that you're sick if you want anointing this on you. She's just like, I don't know. I'll probably have something. Just lay hands on me. (laughs) This stuff smells amazing. (laughs) We were just in a meeting in uh, Alabama, Methodist Church. Holy Ghost is smashing this place. you are seeing miracles. It's a move of God. And uh, I saw the whole burning bush, shoes off your feet thing before the meeting, and I was preaching on it. And I didn't know, but burning started, uh, like, incense and burning broke out in the meeting. Uh, This has happened before. I was up in Whitefish, Montana, and people, like the wife, literally, this was just a month ago, she thought someone was burning down the building because they're kind of persecuted in the area and stuff. She goes, no, that can't be. And then her son thought my microphone was starting to burn from electronics. I didn't know what it was, where it was coming from. The pastor thought it was leaves, and it's uh, usually a manifestation. But there's sometimes anointing oil, too, a scent will come through the room, and it's Jesus loves this stuff. Um, but anyway, one of the things I saw this morning was R.W. Schambach from Old. He would get a five-gallon bucket of oil. We won't do this to you. We'll spare you. <laughs> Miles says, let's do it. Well, get the bucket. <laughs> anyway, he would dip both of his hands up, wrist deep. Five, you'd just come by the prayer lines. You'd go, Shh. He get you slap, you just slosh, oil, all over you, pow, be healed. In Jesus' name, I saw that this morning in my hotel room. And so if you're specifically sick at the end of this, I want to maybe get Miles, myself, Pastor John, whoever, and specifically lay hands on you with oil. I believe God's going to work miracles. Exactly. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Anyway, I saw there's a yard sale over there. Is that our people? Oh man, we gotta go rummage through that thing in a little bit. See pick up some goodies before I go to the airport. Me and Jude are like, check this out, bro, yard sale. The Holy Spirit's all about a good deal. <laughs> anyway, but um but that would be in the word of God where you, you get the elders and and um is the laying anointed your anoint your hands with oil lay hands on the sick anoint people with oil and you will be healed we know it's always the word and there's there's also healing without oil and there's just different dimensions but when you see it in prayer often there's a method listen that was years ago i was in prayer and um this goes down to where the bible says jesus did only what he saw the father doing he would see it first in prayer and then walk it out and look if you can get to that realm you obey with such such accuracy The potency really amps up, the success in him, if you will, because you're literally just walking in step with him. Those that are led by the spirit, those are the true sons and daughters of God, the Bible says in Romans. And um, so I remember I was in prayer um, years ago. They said William Branham, I know there's a lot of kind of controversy on that, but he was a legit man of God, powerhouse. There's a lot misconstrued on his latter day uh, part of his life. A.A. Allen as well. Listen to this, man. You better, when you start touching the anointing, the anointed of God, you better know what you're talking about. That's thin ice. I just don't go there. I would advise us, and don't go there. Well, but, well, they're anointed. Look, David, I was just reading it lately, and a man came up thinking, uh, uh, What's that? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) He's like, That's good. Yeah, I got my boy in the back shouting me down. (laughs) That's awesome, man but i was reading recently you all know when saul and jonathan got finally um taken out and david was raised to power as he should have been god anointed him as king who the prophet samuel well uh the the runner kind of comes to tell the news to david he says look i saw him leaning on his own spear he told me take him out i did the just thing took him out here's his you know sword and whatever david says look to your own mouth man you you were bold enough to touch the anointed of god No, sir. Look, look, I mean, there's something to do with, and listen, I'm not for compromise and, and, you know, all that stuff, but the anointed of God, you just don't touch them. It's just, they're, they're, anyway, and and take a day or two in their shoes and then talk to me. Really, man, really. I, I see too much people talking, and I'm like, God, have mercy. They've never walked at that level. They don't know the opposition that comes with it, the authority in that realm, and, and again, you don't, you don't compromise or excuse things that aren't Jesus, but still. Anyway, um, a. a. Allen, um, it was falsified towards the end of his life that he was a drunkard and, and, and addicted to alcohol and things like this. Powerful man of God. Listen, he locked up in prayer. Some of the stuff I want to talk about this morning briefly won't keep you long. They will lay hands on the sick, five-gallon buckets of oil. <laughs> 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 and oil does not come out of stuff. I don't know if you all know that. No, we'll go easy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he, 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 he was really hungry for the Lord and the power of God. Listen, miracles, it's for today. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Never going to stop that. He only builds, actually, from glory to greater glory. And A.A. Uh, A. Allen said, this is my, you got my good side? <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm totally teasing. You do, you do your thing. I'm teasing. I don't really have a good side. (laughs) But, but, uh, yeah, he, he was so hungry for God. He's like, man, I've got to see you move, you know, the, from biblical, the biblical standards. And, uh, uh, so he locked up gallon of water and just went in his closet and he's like, babe, told his wife, when I come out, I'll come out. Similar thing to, to William Branham. Listen, man, these, these age old generals stir me, and especially the word. First and foremost, stay in the word. And um, But there's modern-day generals that walk this thing out that uh, can really wreck you, and you see things they learned. Alan, as a young boy, a whirlwind would follow him, and it would just appear in the tops of trees. And as a young boy, he was totally uh, not raised born again at all, you know his his dad was uh, um uh made like moonshine illegally you know this is the kind of was it kentucky or i forget where he grew up uh, was it arkansas okay and uh you know just country boy they said a light came in and hovered over him when he was born and they didn't know what it was his parents weren't believers or anything like what in the world and uh people say he thought he was elijah at the end but that's nowhere in his sermons at all it was falsified totally People, listen, the enemy will try whatever he can to stop lineage in, in heaven on somebody. And uh, the very first supernatural photo ever caught, they, they documented, was in one of his meetings. This pillar, this angel really would come. and it, It'd show up as a pillar of light over him and next to him and things like this. We've seen it in certain meetings. But literally, he'd tell you, he'd wait for the angel of the Lord to come. An angel came. Finally, this whirlwind, it showed up when he was a young boy in the top of a tree. He was like, that's not normal. Kind of like the, the burning bush with Moses. He says then he's going to get water for his dad pails of water his dad making moonshine things like this a voice came out of the tree says look don't ever defile yourself in any way don't drink don't smoke the things he knew as a young boy begin to tell him stay pure and you saw how when uh, the worship was amazing again you guys are incredible but you saw when you hit give us clean hands and a pure heart you, you felt the room shift i'm telling you man you got to watch this we were just in new york major joy swirls heaven and then they hit holy Holy is the Lord. And the whole atmosphere shifted. Heaven's on it, man, right now. Listen, the closest proximity you get to the throne is the four living creatures in Scripture. Main theme holy, holy, holy. The nearer you want to get to Him, purity's there in a beautiful way. I love that Miles touched on that. It's, that's what it's all from, to, and sustained in intimacy. Anyway, I love that. It, you can, His presence, uh, I love like Daniel Kalenda uh, likens it to this. He says it's like if you were in a big, um, you know, like this, auditorium, whatever it is, and there's a curtain with a crack in it somewhere. He says the, the glory, often the presence, you're normally feeling for that opening. And then Saul so would be behind it, feeling from, pop. You feel it and you go in. You open it. Well, the secret place is that way. When you hit realms, he's still there, it's still powerful, but you hit it and everything shifts and everybody gets pulled in. It's like, well, We just hit a chamber with a key that's different. The notch is lined up and it turns and it unlocks. And that you, that's helpful for the secret place corporally to watch it. Because if you unlock it in the secret place, go there public and watch it open up and pull people in. And it's beautiful. Um, anyway, whirlwind show up. It scared him. He dropped the water and ran home. Tried to tell his mom, "They're like, you're hallucinating, son. Grew up older. Several times a whirlwind would follow him. This is the spirit and power of Elijah. OK, this isn't Elijah at all. But when you see whirlwinds, you got to watch how God encounters you. There's mystery in it always. Uh, the burning bush with Moses, because the fire of God would purge his people out of Egypt, but then in the wilderness to prepare them for the promised land. So he'll come in a manifestation that depicts your call. It's beautiful, blinding light to Paul to bring illumination, revelation. That's what the scales, and they fell off unto his people. Angel of the Lord of hosts to Joshua and what did he do all the days of his life with the sword and conquer and take ground in Jericho and so, however he encounters you pay very close attention because there's details in it of what you're called to So this whirlwind, it's when you see winds, it's always how did Elijah get caught up whirlwind but the, and the so much so that the prophets it towards the end They said but maybe just a whirlwind picked him up and set him up somewhere else There were so it was just such a normal thing around him whirlwinds and um but towards the end, he says, man, it came again. He told his wife, he says, look, I don't know I was going to go here, but there's just something I believe with commissional encounters, um, sending, unlocking. Listen to, I forgot, it's the master lock. It's unlocking the master. There's really something on you with that, man. And uh, But anyway, it came again. He told his wife, uh, William Branham, just a normal pastor, not a lot going on. He says, I've got to figure this out. Like something's up, I don't understand. So he told her the same thing. Babe, I'll be back when i be back if I come back. And sometimes, how many of you know it takes a tenacious pursuit of God to encounter him? Look, I'm not into works. It's all him anyway. It's the Holy Spirit that even stirs you to look his way. But there's a diligence coming up in people, a tenacity, uh, the, the fervent prayer of the righteous. Elijah prayed seven times till he saw the, the, the cloud the size of a man's hands. Daniel, just think if he stopped on day 20 with the fast. He would have never got the revelation. Prayer heard day one, but 21 days. There's a battle in the heavens, and so he goes, locks up in a cabin he had somewhere, and sure enough, he says at the eleventh hour, which really they think was around probably three a.m. he just meant it was it was cliche phrase for like the the last hours of the night. So, um, which also that reminds me, I know I'm all over the place. I'm just feeling, just following. Um, how many of you know John Paul Jackson? He was a prophet, amazing man of God. Yep. It was really honored to meet him, me and Michael Kolaunas in his office the year before he passed. And general, general of the faith. Listen, his eyes will pierce you. And uh, I'm sitting there like a kid in a candy store. Just talk. Whatever, whenever, however. And uh, the authority and power of God and, and just intimacy. He was on character, integrity, this and the other. But he was born in the 11th month of his mother's womb. Many people don't know this. He was a sign a prophet as an 11th hour prophet, okay? He was in his mother's room for 11 months. It was a full-blown sign and wonder. John Paul, you can look this up. Born, and and God spoke to his mom. He's a sign, and he's of an 11th hour prophet. And he passed recently. So all that being said, if you think we're anywhere near the end, we're at the end of the end, okay? I'm not condoning Jesus is going to return tomorrow, but we're in the last of the last days, you need to know that. You need to know the times and seasons. Things are amping up, and it's, it's exciting, like we got to carry the last baton. Um, anyway, he goes in this um, cabin, pursues heaven, about the 11th hour, just water, fasting, prayer. And all of a sudden, a being comes in, an angel. He could see. He could see a light shining on the floor. Angel comes in and commissions him under two things. He says, I commission you under the order of Moses. Two gifts, as I gave Moses, I give you. The ability to read men's hearts and heal the sick. And, and then from that, his ministry was known from crazy words of knowledge and power. You can look them up on old videos. It was wild. And But he would sit there and minister. They said he would literally, he would just wait for the angel of the Lord. Until the angel of the Lord came, they said sometimes the meetings were totally boring. He was just waiting for the glory. Really, he'd be just fumbling and talking. And then all of a sudden, his, his like left or right arm would start shaking when the angel would come next to him. Then they said the whole room would shift. He would say, right now, I take authority, anything that is not under heaven in this room, and just the whole realm would shift. And then power, miracles. He, people would come up, like, yep, you're not, for, for, you're not even here for you. You're here for your daughter. She has cancer. I mean, down to the T, in miracles. And um, anyway, but he, it was falsified with him. A.A. A. Allen uh, locks up, same thing, and the Lord spoke to him. He says, there's 14 things you've got to get out of your life. I think he listed all 13 but the 14th when nobody ever knew, not even his wife. It was so personal. And he he turned from them and heaven anointed him with crazy power, fasting and prayer in his closet. And uh, I'm telling you, there's going to be a stirring. Listen to me, young people. You're going to feel the Lord pull you, and the enemy's like, oh, no, 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 no. No, get busy. Do something. Distraction, something. Don't do that. And you want to lock up. Listen, people will think you're nuts. Let them think you are. Because when you come out, it's going to be all she wrote. Really, really, that Jesus Christ modeled it. 40-day fast. He went in the wilderness, led by the Spirit. Spirit's in front of him. And if you read closely in the book of Luke, it says he came out of the wilderness in the Spirit's power. You go in led, you come out possessed. And uh, I'm telling you, he's wooing people right now. I want to touch on it briefly. Um, Matthew 25, the 10 bridesmaids, he's starting to amp up the five with too much oil right now. And you, you want, I'm trying to woo us, myself included, into the five with extra oil. But A.A. Allen, I, I love this. Uh, Bobby Connor will tell you out of his own mouth, he's a prophet too, amazing. Revere him dearly. Um, he, uh, what's going on over there? Y'all got some secrets? Oh, yes. <laughs> Praise God. Frankincense and myrrh? Come on, bro. Nothing but quality in this house. <laughs> Spirit of excellence. Anyway, he, some, of the, some, some people that had authored some books, I know them, they were some of our criteria to read in Bible college. We had to read about them. Said some of these falsified things about these generals. Well, Bobby was just repeating, kind of parroting what he had heard about, say, A.A. Allen, some of these guys, Jesus Christ came to him himself. He says, why are you lying about my friend A.A. Allen? Bobby kind of said this out of his own mouth. He goes, what what do you mean, Lord? I'm just saying what I I was taught and know to be true by records, the record books. You better get heaven's record book. Listen, don't touch the anointed. Even let's say there were legitimate mistakes. Get to heaven. God keeps no record of wrongs to those who truly repented. Man, as one I I told you last night, Hebrews 10, 14. Again, not condoning compromises, but he's good. And love, 1 Corinthians 13, keeps no record of wrongs. He's the God of a clean slate and brand new. And uh, anyway, so he he tells Bobby, he says, why are you lying about, you know, hey, Hey, Alan, he's like, Lord, I'm just repeating this and the other. And the Lord began to reveal to him how a doctor was paid to falsify his death certificate and say alcohol was in his blood to diminish his his credibility and legacy in God. The devil, listen, he'll know if he's like, I can't stop them now, let me just cut off their legacy so nobody will learn and glean and be stirred from it. He'll stop it however he can, before, during, or after. So sure enough, Bobby repented, told the truth about it, and then it came out later. The, the, the doctor like later repented that sure enough, he had falsified and lied. He had been paid. He was an authentic man of God all the way to the end. Isn't that awesome? So some of the stuff you hear, listen, you better ha- make sure heaven's saying it. Otherwise, I wouldn't touch it or don't get on it. It's just thin ice. Why even go there? And often, they're, they're the Lord's friend, and he loves them dearly. So david so many mistakes that we you know all know to be true and we all make it some point but david's he's written as a man after god's own heart that's how he's seen in god's eyes you know um i'll share it quick i've been sharing it lately but roland buck generation ago too powerful man just a normal pastor loved the lord was in his office reading one day and just bam went out and got taken into an encounter and he's in the heavenly realm the lord's showing him records and books of from the generals of old david samson all these guys And he knows their stories as a pastor, and he's reading through them. He's like, God, where's the account where Abraham lied about Sarah? Like, it's not in there. Sarah laughed in doubt. Like, it's not in there. He says, these record books are all wrong. God goes, what do you mean? I don't keep records of wrong. They're not there in the record books of heaven. Isn't that amazing? And if you, you say, well, I don't know how biblical that is, Hebrews 11 is the New Testament lens in this. Start looking at how the New Testament covenant through, you've been forever made perfect, those that are being made holy right? And Hebrews 11 has them all in there. Uh, Pastor John, wasn't it? I think he even said Samson's in there anyway. Sarah, all of them and just righteous, holy, you know, pure, qualified, faithful. And um, again, just to encourage us because the enemy loves to try and keep us trapped or cut off legacy and things like this, but still we live holy and pure and go for it. Um, But anyway, so um, let me see what time we got here. 1155 got our oil just trying to make sure awesome maybe we'll line up front and yeah just go for it and uh, all right just make sure I got everything um, yeah fresh oil come on where are you from ma'am oh really you sure are beautiful you're from Massachusetts or you're from the area New Hampshire Oh, uh, <laughs> Manchester is it all New England, isn't it? Yeah, that helps me, boy. That keeps me safe. <laughs> I just should say New England. <laughs> New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. We're getting that bucket full. Thank you, buddy. Oh, yes. Yeah. So anybody wants the double dose, we'll get you this bottle. Anybody wants to keep your outfit clean dose, we'll go with this one. <laughs> yeah, man. Oil. So, yeah, I want to talk to you briefly about this, though. There's, there's a, even a deeper meaning in oil that's tied into intimacy with the Lord. It's so beautiful in this hour, man, and, and he's raising a people up that have endless supplies of this. And you see it in Matthew 25, I won't be here long at all, but this is one of the few, fewest, if only places, Jesus condones excess. Meaning, look, just have too much. I don't even need, I'm not even going to put, put a cap on this for you. Personally, just have too much of this right now in this hour, and this is the hour. I was hearing it before things got crazy in 2020. Let's be honest; this year is going to go down as like the craziest ever. You know what I mean? And uh, but was sensing some things, and then definitely seeing some things that that started to play out, and, and we're seeing an increase. But uh, but this oil right now, and, and just to really. Uh, preface it fast, it, Matthew twenty four that I talked about last night. When you read it half time, it's where Jesus says, "Look, it's it's the kind of infrastructure for the end times and the increase of pressures." You go, you guys know Matthew twenty four, not a popular chapter, but war there'll be nation against nation, famine, earthquakes, things like this, and really all of them are cracking and popping. To be honest with you, a lot of us think, "Well, that's that's for the future." No, we're in the thing. Listen, we're in it. Just have that sons of Issachar, no times and seasons. We're deep into it. I'm convinced we're further into the book of Revelation. than many think, you know, I won't go there. But, um, Matthew 24, he basically, Jesus goes through the, the parameter of the end times, the pressures, and then immediately read it for yourself. He jumps into what we just turned into the next chapter, but how many of you know the original word? There weren't chapters. It just basically, Jesus kept talking. And he goes right into the parable of the ten bridegrooms or the ten virgins. Super interesting. Like, boy, that was a a clear shift. Like, man, he just was going this direction. And then, bam, it felt like he just went to a totally different topic about the the parable of the, the ten virgins. But obviously, the Lord was calculated in this. And look, the gist of it is, for the sake of time, Jesus says, look, he goes into this parable. He says, there will be ten virgins. There are ten bridesmaids. Five were wise and five were foolish. And look at this. I was reading this recently in Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 4, if you want to read it when you have time. And I could see it. I could see where I believe the Lord was figuratively pulling from. If you see in Solomon's temple, Solomon, I just touched on the purity side last night, the ten basins, five on each wall for clean hands and a pure heart in the sea. Well, if you go deeper right before the Holy of Holies, let's call this gateway right here. The doorway in Matthew 25 to the wedding feast, deep intimacy and union with him, and doorways of of destiny that are continually opening up that only extra oil can get you through. Listen, as you walk through life, doorways pop up. They're constantly destiny doorways popping up that the bridegroom is trying to pull you through, and if you don't have extra oil, you can't get through. This is biblical. I wish it was all like, yeah, we all graduate just because we're saved. it, It doesn't work that way. Or the temple that, that houses the presence of God, but leading into the most holy place. If you want to look at Solomon's temple, same thing, right? Well, look how Solomon builds this by the heaven's blueprint. Right outside the Holy of Holies, he also builds 10 lampstands, puts five on each wall. There's a split between the ten, five and five on each wall. Jesus, just ironic in Matthew 25, he says, look, there's 10 brides. They all have lamps. They all have lampstands right outside the doorway to the Holy of Holies, the wedding feast. He says, five were foolish, five were wise. It's it's very interesting. Solomon breaks the 10 into fives and separates them. He even goes further and says he he built 10 tables to host the bread of the presence I don't know why Kings, I don't want to say it's First Kings 7, talks about Solomon's temple and it says one table. It just emphasizes the Brethren Presence once, isolated. I text actually a, a doctor in theology, our, one of my spiritual fathers, Bob Gladstone, the other day. He'll be teaching uh, in our academy. I forgot. You all, did, did Corey tell you anything about the academy? You anyway, know, we have an academy coming up and uh, he's in it. Anyway, if you feel called to go deeper into ministry, it's going to really launch folks. It's going to be awesome. But I, I text him. He'll be teaching in it as a guest instructor. I was like, Bob, bro, what in the world? Why did kings in Second Chronicles miss some of the details in the temple? I'd never seen it before. I was jumping back and forth. And he goes, man, I need to look in it further. It was awesome. He says, scholars would tell you something. He was like the liberal scholars. They just pick anything that works for them. It was awesome. Because how many of you know we need the Holy Spirit, though, to unlock? And in, in, in all Scripture is uh, God-breathed, First Timothy says, But he did say this. He says, Chronicles, they were more concerned with the Davidic order. Like there was probably more details there that they focused on, which was the lineage leading unto Jesus. Anyway, ten tables that carry the bread, capital B, Jesus Christ, the bread of his presence. Same thing. Ten broke off, five and five on each wall. Because I always wondered, ten is the number of testing, which is also, uh, that's all throughout Scripture, a time of testing, which is going to increase in the earth. That's Matthew 24. Jesus lays the parameter for pressures. Listen, the the pressures you see, they're not going to lighten up. I wish they would. Uh, I'm not a doom and gloom preacher. I'm just a word guy. I love the Bible. I do believe you're going to see ebbs and flows. Like, for instance, some of the heightened things you're seeing in politics and just the pressures of the earth and pandemics and all this stuff. I think you're going to see some normalcy start to slow down, but then an increase. And then normalcy and increase. Are you following me? And it's going to keep the pressures are going to keep increasing. But it's the goodness of the Lord to prepare us and yield now and prepare now and watch. There's things I saw with the pandemic that that the Lord is doing. I won't bog down the time with, but he's, he's, it's in his goodness to prepare you now. But if you don't get extra oil now, this is where you don't want the small bottle. All right. Small bottles of the five foolish on the North wall. Do y'all want to be the five wise and the five foolish? No, Monique's over here. She goes, no, you didn't. She goes, my whole section are the big bottle. All right, this one's over here. Monique's always the heavy oil. And then, sorry, guys. Well, no, we'll just say, we'll say some false group over here. Y'all are all, yeah, everybody wins. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He said, sorry, Lisa. Yeah. (laughs) She said, I want my oil back. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. But, um, but, you know, we'll just say, but the, the more oil, the five whys, it's interesting that Jesus, after the pressures that will increase in the earth, he's basically ending it with the remedy of leading unto his return. Are you guys following me? This whole parable is set in the context of the spirit and the brides had come, that bridal union with Jesus Christ, which this whole thing is going to end in. So he, he, he just lays out this whole outline on the pressure of the end times increasing. Then he jumps straight into, listen to me real quick. There's 10 bridesmaids. 10's the number of testing. Splits them right down the middle, just as Solomon did. There's five over here, five over here. The bread of the presence in the burning lamps outside of the holy places to see in that intimate realm to enter into the, the deep holy of holies or the, or the wedding feast. And I was like, man, there it is. I was wondering always, why did Jesus pick 10 and split them in fives? And Solomon did just that in Chronicles by the blueprint of heaven to build his temple Isn't that crazy. But the number of 10 is also testing so that their pressure will increase. And this is the hour. If you're found with less oil, you can't enter in. And it's not that God loves you any less. He, he, he warned us and he's going to woo us by the Holy spirit. But if you read closely, it says that all 10 of them were virgins, meaning they were God's children. And longing, it says they are all not only pure, but they were going to see the bridegroom. This is Matthew 25. So you have 10 of them, all of them. They all check off on the list to have the same things except the oil amount. That's it. All 10 of them had lamps. That's the 10 lampstands you see outside of the most holy place, Solomon's Temple. Anyway, it says they're all going to find the bridegroom. That's what the lamps do. They burn with oil, and even Lisa's oil, that's just as amazing, <laughs> I'm teasing. but so it burns so bright, and the flame is is fully lit when there's, there's so much oil, yes, to be a lamp to this world and minister, but the higher place that this parable set, the backdrop it's painted on, is to find the bridegroom, intimacy, burning so bright. And it says they all were weary from the journey, so they all fell asleep, even all of us. You'll have casualties in life. You'll fall asleep. But that's where I would have thought the Lord would have come in and rebuked and split the group. Like, ah, y'all weren't sober or an alert. But no, he was fine with that. Everything was fine. Then it says at midnight a cry came. The bridegroom has come. He's here. They all woke up alert, and there was a doorway there doorways speak of a transition from one place to the other. And this is the season we're in right now. A lot of us, we're at doorways in our destiny. And the greatest remedy to get through that doorway is more oil right now, which is intimacy. And you're going to find out in a second, only you can produce more oil. You can't borrow it. You can't sit in a conference like this. This will help, but it won't produce direct oil with him. It will be in your lamp. So anyway, anyway, cry comes, bridegroom has come. They're all awakened. They check their lamps. And five of the foolish didn't have enough oil to keep the flame burning to get through the door. Right? The five wise ones are like, man, where'd I stack all my buckets? I've got too much, but they can't, you can't give out your oil to others because it's the intimate place. It's the, it's your secret place. Listen, couples, you can't ride off of your husband. Children, you can't ride off your dad because he's a preacher. I tell my kids this listen to me, you're useless without his voice and his presence. You can't ride off. They know that. We need him, man. We, we need daily manna, that, that bread, capital B of his presence, every day. Uh, his tangible manifest glory. Well, man, I don't feel, well, then go tell you do. And even if you don't, you're there. L- listen, how long do I wait till he comes? Just lock up. Go, man, I'll go out to my woods. My kids know, like, oh, ATV's gone. He, I don't know when he's coming back. You know, I don't mean to whatever. Uh, to my own home but by any means. I need the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to stir hunger. You know, we've got to, listen to me, the the least important thing I do is right here that you see. It's a great, great honor, man. But what you never see is, is where it's at. And I'm condoning the same. You don't need a, a pat on the back or a new cookie or you did good. He's everything. He's the highest-valued substance you can ever attain on any given day. And he's made available every day. Give us this day our daily bread. He said, I am the manna that came down from heaven. The manna comes every day. Fresh bread, today's Saturday. There's fresh manna from heaven. Jesus already allotted before time for you and only you. There's fresh oil that's meant to be overflowing out of your lamp for today that's only for you. And if it's not attained, he loves you the same. He's not sitting there browbeating you, but it's not attained. You understand? In a doorway, may, you may miss a doorway because of oil. So there's a season, man, he's calling us into to start to cut out the fat, definitely the pure realm, but deep, deep infatuation and intimacy starting to go through your schedules, rake out things that don't matter, the distractions, the voices, the wasted time. You know how much time we waste? When I hear people say, man, I just really want to pursue the Lord, but I'm so busy. All you're telling me is what's, what's priority to you. And I get it. I've been there. You have, we all have to watch it. But that which is of utmost priority to you, you'll make time for. However you have to do it. Listen, money doesn't even trump that. You'll quit jobs if you have to and live on a tighter budget. It, it doesn't matter. It's just him right now. And I'm about being blessed, too. I'm just saying there's just so many excuses that come up and none of all of them fall short intimately knowing him and uh, so anyway they wake up the five foolish are like please let me have some of your oil and I promise you the, the five wives are like I would love to but I can't oil this type this kind right here from the secret place it can only be produced by you and you alone between you and him that's why it's a bridegroom parable intimacy is only isolated you and you in, in the marital bed so to speak one on one the deep place of intimacy that's the only place it can be produced uh, being with him and some of you say, "Man, I don't know. You know, I just lately I've been struggling, or it may be hard. That's okay. We all been, have been there. I guarantee you. If I got a wave of hands, and you're honest, we we all get that. But you got to start somewhere and just go for it. He'll meet you where you're at. And uh, and we want to have too much oil. So the five wise, like basically the five foolish, had to go buy their own. While a doorway, the Bible says at midnight." It ironically says, it goes out of its way to say, at midnight the door came, the bridegroom came, which speaks of a new day. How many of you want to step over in a new day in destiny? Yeah, and you can feel the season shift. All the prophetic voices are saying 2020 is a reset. It's a new chapter. And I'm getting it while the Lord's like, yeah, get too much oil right now. I'm opening a new doorway. I'm unlocking, I'm taking a new unlocking, a new 33. From 30 to 33 was a window, but now 33 on. is a different one. And if we're not careful... If we this, you know, I just, I can't resound it enough or overemphasize it enough. If we're not careful right now you have less oil, half tank or whatever, you can miss doorways. Doesn't mean it's going to cost you salvation, but you can sure go around mountains longer than you need to. You guys know what I mean? It was supposed to take the children of Israel 11 days to get where they're supposed to get. In other words, it took uh, 40 years. I'm not into 40 years. I mean, I love mountains, but once I see them once or twice, the same side of the mountain, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, beautiful. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but they tell the foolish, they're like, look, you know, I can't give you mine. What do you mean? This is produced in the secret. That's why Jesus says. Look, you go into your closet and shut the door behind you. How many people can fit in a closet? One person. Look, corporate meetings is is definitely the Lord, and we're all for it and do it. But Miles will tell you just like I will, if that corporate doesn't s- sustain through a closet, something's gonna be off real quick. Trust me. Go into your closet, shut the door behind you, and uh, that's where oil's produced. You know, I liken it to, um, because it's olive oil that would burn these lamps. You know, if you imagine an olive tree, and you go into the secret place. Even the Bible says there's these two witnesses in Zechariah 4 that will pop up again in Zechariah, Revelation 11, sorry. It says they were two olive trees or branches, and they would produce oil. It would fill the bowl and keep the seven spirits lit. But it's like that, like you're an olive tree and you come into the presence of God and his glory, the kibode, his weight comes down upon you. It begins to crush and press those olives it, through deep intimacy, purify you, break off this world. Break off the insecurities, the voices, the rejection. Just pure virgin olive oil. How many of you women cook with pure virgin olive oil? I knew Monique did. That's awesome. I wish I could say I did. I don't, I don't, we have the olive oil nonstick spray <laughs> for, for, for the pans. That's pretty cool. That makes you just feel more healthy. <laughs> no, we do olive oil, but boy, Jesus help me. I'm learning. Anyway. Um, but in his presence, it'll constantly day in and day out that, that manna will come and come into you and transform you into his likeness. You become that which you partake of you eat, but you are what you eat. You eat the bread of the presence and you become like him. Those olives start to get crushed and pressed and produce oil. It's funny. I, I, uh, we were in Israel recently with, um, Daniel Kalinda, dear friend, he does this tour. It's really amazing over in Israel. This isn't real spiritual. It just reminded me. And, uh. We get to the Garden of Gethsemane where they believe Jesus prayed. Sweat drops of blood and things like this. And there's olive trees in it. Have you ever been to Israel? Anybody in here? Yeah. And, uh, oh, praise his name. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Edit that on film. I won't touch the hanky with that. All right. So we're in uh, Israel. And... Uh. Olive trees, ancient. They believe some maybe from around this time, whatever, just ancient uh, olive trees. And me and Todd White were like, Bro, I'm seeing some olives real close to the fence. If we can snag one or two and plant them back, and he's in Dallas, I'm in Atlanta. We're like, Bro, we get some holy olive trees growing up in Dallas and Atlanta, it's on. So we're kind (laughs) of (laughs) like, like getting ever so closer to the fence, kind of doing the whole. And dude, I kid you not, we feel like oh, those dropped way too close again. Reached through the fence, snagged. We got a—he got probably more than me. We probably got two or three olives from the Garden of Gethsemane. So hopefully, look, if they grow in Atlanta, Jesus loves me, and God will forgive us later. It wasn't like stealing, kinda. You know what I'm saying? It was like our hearts were right. <laughs> That's the whole, like, like be shrewd as a serpent, innocent as a dove. That's where that verse always worked. You can find a verse to work. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly what he did. So, um, but anyway, his presence, it will continue to produce oil. And before you know it, you've got a reservoir. I mean, you just... Loaded with, and this is where Jesus doesn't put a cap on it. He's like, just have too much. Look, don't lean on the side of just enough and go go really excess here. Are you guys tracking with me? And it's an in intimacy. You can never go wrong with sitting at his feet too much. She chose the better part. He didn't rebuke Martha. Look, we're super busy. God's about kingdom work. He'd go without food at times because of the kingdom, the press of the people and things like this. Paul says fasting's often involuntary, voluntary. I mean, just out at deep. I mean, they were, they were gunners, but, uh, Mary's that sit at his feet. You can never do that enough. You're going to be more fruitful anyway. Look, if fruit starts to diminish, the abiding is, is, uh, is lacking. He, if abide in me and you'll bear much fruit. And you think sometimes if I'm more busy and connect more and do more things, your kingdom's backwards, you abide more. So if you need more fruit, abide in him and you'll bear much fruit. And, um, but anyway, so the five foolish go to buy more oil, which speaks of it will cost you. Okay? Obviously, the delight in him absorbs you in the fullness of all that he is. But sometimes it takes discipline to lead to delight. And you know, I've noticed this with people and where everybody's at. And so you, you need a healthy dose of both, especially children sometimes. They're like, they're, they may not get it. So just, I would encourage you, set a parameter up of discipline. Just pursue the Lord, fervency, diligence. And then he starts coming. The other night, uh, me and Judah were downstairs, and, and Zoe comes down. And I was like, I was like, buddy, what? She normally always she bathes every other night and does her hair, and she has all this routine. She's very routine, so I know it like a book. And uh, she bathes at seven o'clock because she's got to be out by eight, and if she shaves her legs and all this stuff, she's just got a routine. <laughs> you know, you women, and uh, but it's awesome. So I was like, bro, it's like seven fifteen. Something ain't right. Uh, I mean, she's she's on the dot with it. Nine o'clock goes to bed on the clock. I mean, no matter if you're in the middle of a important conversation, she just yep, gotta go to bed now. And uh, because she gets up early, she'll beat me some mornings. I mean, coffee's done. She drinks decaf. Judah don't fool with coffee yet, but so I'll do decaf. And uh, it's kind of a race to get up in the morning and be with him. Listen, my 18 year old daughter, I'm so proud of her. Judah, he don't come down for coffee, so we never know. But he's up early too. You hear him on his guitar, just going for it. Or when we have guests in town, they use the noise canceling. We're we're considerate. How do you know you don't want to guess in town and start blowing shofars at three in the morning? <laughs> 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 Jesus. <laughs> Ramba da, da, da sha. <laughs> They're like, I'm never staying at your place again. <laughs> so you want to be you want to be considerate too and, and, and you know, consider people better than yourself. <laughs> so uh, but anyway, she comes down, 715, 720. Remember, I just told you, I said, man, something's not right. She, you get her eyes are all puffed over, man. He, she said yeah heaven came he came in he messed her up man she was on her keyboard and he snuck in he's starting to wreck them. Starting to wreck my kids man and uh and the, it, they'll tell you it started by discipline they, sometimes it's reaching you don't know but just start getting oil and when your oil kit get, just gets too strong you better believe man that his fire will come and you you can't not run into him and that goes for adults and all of them but she was her eyes glazed over and uh just start getting taken into realms of him and then it then they're too far gone because they tasted him listen i was in a revival so thankful my uh the lord called me there i dropped out of college had just got born again 98 and uh like i said a lot of zeal no no wisdom um i'll never forget i was giving away all my stuff like drug stuff i just i was like why don't i burn that that was so stupid I was on a college campus. this is young guys like, "Yo, you want to go clubbing?" Whatever. I was like, "Bro, no. I got born again. I met Jesus." As a matter of fact, here, take this. <laughs> I give one of my drug pipes to a guy on the, on the campus. I'm not kidding. It was a marker. It's pretty slick, actually. You could use it in class, but the back end would pop out. Anyway, sorry. I was out there. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and. Uh, and uh anyway, so he comes up to me like a day or two later, he's like, bro, what were you smoking? And I think my lips went numb and all this. I was like, Oh, and I'm born again now. I'm like helping people sin and I'm now a child of God. It was bad. The Lord's like, you amuse me, son, you know. You need help. So uh, but he, he immediately called me off to Bible college, uh, Brownsville Revival in Pensacola. My parents were saying, No, just go here. We're at a powerful Bible college in Baton Rouge, but I knew I was supposed to, I knew his voice clear enough I was supposed to go there. I didn't know why. Got there and is the authentic substance and presence of God. There'd be times I'd pull up into the parking lot. My legs would go numb from the glory, like jello, the parking lot. Prostitutes and drug addicts would walk up the block and fall under the conviction and fear of the Lord and come in and repent. They didn't know what for and just get born again on the spot. They'd be baptizing people in the baptismal pool. And it was like entertainment because they were getting shot with taser guns. There was like angels in the pool. They, and they knew it they'd have to have like three full-grown men in the baptismal pool to carry the bodies out you can watch them on YouTube It's wild heaven was just blazing people. I'll never forget one of my favorites if you can find it short-haired lady she's uh, yeah my name was Rebecca but the Lord changed it because I was a liar I, I would just steal and, and, and fool people but not anymore Lord I'm all yours and she she all of a sudden she stops telling the pastor she's in the baptismal pool she looks at him she goes Lord please. I'll take all of you if you'll take all of me. And she, when she went to say me, she just wham, like he shot her with a taser gun. Bam, out into the water, like the Lord couldn't wait to let her finish her sentence. He just possessed her. And they had to carry her out, and uh, it was bananas, raw power of God. First time I ever saw gold dust, and I know it's weird some of you guys out, but listen, man. Get to heaven and talk to me. Heaven's bananas. The streets are gold there. And we get a little dust in them being like, whoa, watch out, new age, you know, or whatever. <laughs> there's four-headed creatures around the throne with six wings, six of them. <laughs> they open them, and then there's eyes all in their wings. And don't let them get down into the earth and in Ezekiel, because then a wheel within a wheel with eyes in them is spinning near them. You know, and, and anyway, it's just this is the same book, same book. It's like they'll turn this way, and it's a lion looking at you. This way, ox. And then if they spin around, this was an eagle. <laughs> this is right nearest the throne. This is the God you and I serve. And so, um, anyway, I remember I was on the balcony, man. Lindell Cooley, rich glory. And, and the presence would come in so strong, t- you'd lose time. Hours would just go by. And you'd even, it was like 10 minutes. He's, he's in all of time. And I was in Indian style. Rich glory came in, I was praying. And I remember, all of a sudden I looked. And I had gold all over my hands, gold dust. How many of you guys have ever seen that before? Yeah, and some of you that haven't, you know, I don't really, we just love Jesus. But when his glory, his manifest kingdom comes in, Jesus says, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. I'll tell you a wild one, man. Yeah, Miles is cool. You don't care. <laughs> okay. Sorry if you got to clean up anything, but uh, <laughs> but you gotta you got to hear some stories, man. My mom, she's the sweetest thing on planet Earth. She's like a love bomb. She was the best listener you ever had on planet earth. She'll listen to you for 2 hours straight. You go wow, amazing and she means it. She's listening. But she's got the most childlike faith I've ever seen. You could tell her Gabriel and the whole ark host of heaven flew through the building and high-fived everybody. She said, no way. <laughs> wow, you know, wait, what? You know, it doesn't matter what you tell her. It's just the most childlike faith. And heaven loves it because she always gets the craziest encounters. Really crazy stuff. So she messaged me one morning. She's like, Brian, craziest thing. I went, she showed me the video. There was an angelic experience that happened in a trail of gold dust. Started in her restroom, went through the wall and picked back up in her closet on the exact side of the wall and went straight through the closet, a gold stream. And the problem was she has this little Yorkie named Nikki (laughs) that would sleep in that closet. Well, from that night that it happened, that dog wouldn't sleep in the closet anymore. Dog saw something. You say, well, where's that in the word? There's a donkey, Balaam's donkey, saw the angel before Balaam did. And then spoke, by the way, same Bible. Went full out Eeyore on him, started talking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, you got to read the word, man. Talked. Donkey talked in the Bible. Anyway, um... <laughs> yeah, another one. Um, I, I, I will land it here in a second. Uh, I'd come out of a school. We do these online schools, and Rich Glory came in. I don't know why haven't just surprised us that night. And I got hammered. I was really hammered. My legs would go kind of jelloey, and and I went back to get my kids and go to my parents' house, and uh, I was hammered still. But the glory of God, listen to me, you get so, just get lost in him and he'll start doing things, unlocking things that nobody can withstand. He's the most powerful substance in the earth. i tell you, sometimes you go visit your lost like relatives or parents or whatever, just get saturated in glory and go visit them and see what happens. Just go in there hammered, you know, and see what happens. It's light is always the the most powerful source. And, uh, so I come in and, uh, Baxter, he's a. A shih tzu, and uh, he—I call him double stuffed. He looks like a double stuffed Oreo. I'm like double stuff. <laughs> Come here. His name's Baxter, but he looks like a double stuffed Oreo, like black and white. And uh, he—he's <laughs> not very uh, like affectionate. He—he he just wants to chase the ball or he's hanging, which I kind of like that about him. He's not trying to be in your lap and all that stuff. And uh, but I go to visit and he's all over me. He just, he, I guess, he gets sense the presence. He wanted to be in my lap, and I was like, he never does this. He just wants you to chase the ball. Otherwise, he's not. He doesn't care about you. If you don't throw the ball for him, he's like, whatever. But you remember that night? He was all in my lap, and he just all around me. I was like, this is different. But I was hammered, and I realized there's something with the supernatural presence of God in creation being connected. From that night, he started. Go, I'm, I kid you not, we have it on video. He started seeing angels. He just got touched by presence. And he started, he'd go into it. My mom's like, what's he doing? She'd video it. And then we'd, we'd come over there sometimes in the presence. And he would start, he would start seeing up blank walls. And he'd wagging his tail and he'd start growling. And we're like, it's a blank sheet rock wall. And he'd follow him around the room. And like, there's nothing in there. And uh, this stuff happens. I know the Lord has fun with it. But sometimes the presence and power is so real, it'll start unlocking things, the realm of seeing and things like this. And you can't stop it. And uh, But anyway... Um, Yeah, so my hands are covered in oil on this balcony. And I'm kidding, I was so naive. I thought, man, what a cheap Bible I brought to Bible college. I thought the gold binding was coming off. That's what I thought. I was so naive to wonder. I go, man, that's cheap, bro. I'm getting a new Bible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I go back to my hotel room. Uh, no, my apartment. I was living there. And I, I'm literally trying to get water on my hands and, and trying to remove the gold to see and it wouldn't come off. Actually, it's, they do a really good job. Try and get that off when you get a chance. It doesn't work. <laughs> and then I was introduced. That's how it was. It, it's always accidental with me. I just love Jesus. And then he just starts doing things and I have to figure it out later. So um, <laughs> you guys like the Eeyore one, huh? You like the Eeyore? He's up in there, man. He's in the word. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, man. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh. mm. so Yeah, so let's pray yes yeah, so there there's another oil <laughs> mentioned in uh psalm forty five no, called the oil of joy <laughs> yeah yeah it says jesus was totally you know <laughs> and that word joy it means hilarity or laughter Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy Peter said in Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit broke out he said look we're not drunk as you suppose it's only 9 in the morning this is the Holy Spirit so yeah more Jesus awesome I love you Holy Spirit <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> so yeah, if you want to stand, if you can, we'll pray. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah. Let me, Julie. You might help me. Thank you Lord Thank you so much Paul said in Ephesians, he said uh, not to be drunk on wine, but to be filled with the Spirit. He, he was correlating there's an intoxication that happens when the Holy Spirit comes on you. It's beautiful, man. He's touching his people. He's really purifying his bride through to dr- through drunkenness. He's super sneaky like that. <laughs> Before we pray for the sick while we're still in this atmosphere, why don't you just take just one finger, super easy, and just touch the neighbor next to you? Release the kingdom right now. Be filled. There it is. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) The Holy Spirit's super contagious. Holy Spirit's way more contagious than COVID. (laughs) Uh, Let us be filled with the Holy Spirit. Awesome. Mm. (laughs) Taste and see that the Lord is good. Awesome. Whoa! Wow, you did that? <laughs> That's my man back there, bro. That is awesome. So yeah, it just keep, continue to receive the Holy Spirit. He's in this place, obviously. Come on, Lord. There it is. Pickle your people. Pickle your people. Mephibosheth. <laughs>